Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where this week, this day, we have a new expose on Liz Cheney, the congresswoman from Wyoming, embattled, sanctioned by the Republican National Committee, sanctioned by the Wyoming GOP, and one of the two Republicans, along with Adam Kinzinger, who have agreed to work with Democrats on the January 6th Commission even though most Republicans believe the January 6th commission was created outside the rules of Congress in violation of the rules of Congress without the normal adversarial and defense systems that most legitimate congressional investigations have. Well, as you all know, Liz Cheney is a big hawk. I've been one of the most outspoken, and to her credit, one of the most outspoken members of Congress about the threat China poses to America. Well, On that issue, she has a little bit of a Hunter Biden problem, and we're going to explain more in a second, but let me just give you the top line. She has, according to our research here, Erin Kliegman and I worked on this for a couple of weeks. She has a husband, Philip Perry, well-respected lawyer at one of the biggest law firms here in Washington, Latham & Watkins. And at the very moment that Liz Cheney has been advocating against China, her husband's law firm has been representing Chinese interests. Sound familiar? Kind of just like Hunter Biden going into Ukraine and doing Ukraine stuff while his dad was arguing against corruption in Ukraine. We're going to get into more of that in a second. Let me tell you what the lineup's like, because we've got a great lineup today. First off, the woman who is challenging Liz Cheney for the Republican nomination for Congress in Wyoming, the woman who's endorsed by President Trump, the woman who just won the straw poll in her race for the Wyoming's congressional seat. She's joining us here today, Harriet Hageman. You've had her on the show before. She has lots of news, including I want to get a reaction to our scoop, but also to a story in the New York Times this morning that suggested that Liz Cheney has a problem. She's not able and unwilling to show up for apparently 
Republican events in Wyoming. It's hard to win the Republican nomination in Wyoming if you can't show up in court, Republicans. We're going to get to all of that in a second. Then we've got the former chief of the White House under Donald Trump, former chief of staff Mark Meadows is joining us, and Congressman Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida. We're going to ask all three about Liz Cheney. We're going to ask all three about the border. We're going to ask all three about all of the state of America at this moment and a theme that we've been having all week, which is, are we here in America capitulating to China because the elites that run Washington and run our cultural and media institutions are co-opted by China? They're captured by China, as my good friend Peter Schweitzer argues in his brand new book. We're going to ask all that. So that's our lineup today. That's not a bad lineup, right? Harriet Hageman, Mark Meadows, Greg Stubbe. I'd take that on any day. That's a good lineup. All right. Before we get to that, we're going to have Harriet Hageman up in a second. First, let's talk a little bit more about the Cheney story that we had in Just the News this morning, because the details are what make this story so powerful. And first, let me say at the outset, Philip Perry can work wherever he wants. Latham & Watkins, a very well-respected law firm, has the right to represent foreign clients. There is no suggestion that this representation is somehow illegal, right? But what it is, is contradicting. And, and let me just describe the contradiction so you can see it. It's a sort of contradiction that makes everyday Americans roll their eyes about Washington, right? We have all these power couples in Washington, one member's in the administration, one member's in Congress, the other's making money. Sometimes it's a father-son or father-daughter duo, like what we saw with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. But you have politicians staking out one position and another member of their family on the opposite side profiting from that position. And that is what you have with Liz Cheney and Philip Perry. I've met both of them. They're very nice, right? But they have to answer for these contradictions. And let me just roll you through what those contradictions are, okay? So let's take us back to the fall of 2020 before the election, Joe Biden and Donald Trump locked in a close race. In September of 2020, Kevin McCarthy chose Liz Cheney, the number three member of the House at the time, House Republican at the time, to deliver the findings of the House Republicans' investigation into the threats, dangers, and challenges that China posed to the United States. And Liz Cheney got up in front of the microphone and said that the United States, its companies, its politicians, its leaders, needed to stand up to what she called a generational threat posed by China. And she condemned Beijing's malign behavior, specifically talking about the need to thwart efforts in the United States by China to co-opt, capture elites, to gain an upper hand against the United States in the wars for supremacy and military, particularly related to artificial intelligence, drones, hypersonic missiles. Her language was, uh, well, it was pretty darn stark, right? One of the things that she said is that, this is a direct quote, quote, China's rapidly developing a military force that is capable of winning regional conflicts and they're expanding their military footprint globally. The government of China and the Chinese Communist Party have gone to school on the United States. They looked at our capabilities and they have developed capabilities to counter those. We must, we Americans must counter the Chinese Communist Party globally as it seeks to establish more robust logistics and 
basing information around the world as it seeks to project its own military power. It is very important for everyone, everyone, to note that we are in the midst of a battle between freedom and totalitarianism. The question we all, emphasis on all, face is whether the United States and our allies will set the rules of the road in the future or whether the Chinese Communist Party will do so itself. All right? At the very moment, the very moment that Liz Cheney uttered those words at the podium in this major release of a report, her husband's law firm, Philip Perry's law firm, Latham Watkins, one of the largest law firms in the world, was advising Tencent. That is a mammoth Chinese technology company. It wanted to become a shareholder in Voodoo, a leading video game developer. There was some controversy around it. There were several instances in which Latham and Wacom's assisted Tencent, this Chinese-owned company. Now, why is that important? You know, a lot of Chinese companies, right? They're not all malign allegedly, right? But, but Tencent is one of 15 companies designated by Beijing, by the Chinese Communist government, to facilitate industry-wide coordination with the Chinese government on artificial intelligence. That's not according to me. That's according to the United States Pentagon. That is the CIA, similarly, has concluded that Tencent received funding from the Chinese Ministry of State Security for some of its projects to build a great firewall to censor on the internet inside of China. Tencent has denied that, but the CIA has concluded that according to an article in Foreign Policy magazine. All right, so this is the sort of focus. Now, Philip Perry didn't directly represent this Chinese company or any of the Chinese companies, but he's a partner. He benefits from it. The contrast, the contradiction between Liz Cheney's rhetoric and this American law firm's representation of companies that are trying to help China get a leg up in the world, well, that's is why this story becomes so important. Not illegal, but just ask yourself what message this sends if the number three House Republican can be condemning, at the time Liz Cheney, condemning China's aggression, its effort to supplant the United States as the world power, and her husband's law firm is helping some of its companies try to gain that upper hand. Tencent is one of those companies. Another is Alibaba. And beyond that, Latham and Watkins on Phil Perry's watch, on Liz Cheney's watch, have also represented other countries important of note, of controversy. Kazakhstan being one of them, Belarus being one of them. Those are two countries that regularly get cited by the State Department for things like human rights abuses. They are two countries in the news right now, two former Soviet republics agitating. There's some great tensions and agitation going on inside their countries that has the United States concerned, just like they're concerned about Ukraine. And I want to point out why the Hunter Biden illusion kind of carries out. It was Kazakhstan and China, two countries that Hunter Biden and his firms were targeting to make money off of during the Obama-Biden years when his father was the vice president. So the parallels are there. It's not just hyperbole. Now, there's a lot of differences, right? Hunter Biden was much more directly involved. Philip Perry's not. But the end game, two elite families benefit from these foreign connections while also having a political policy position that seems to argue against such connections, right? That is why this story has gained so much attention today. Since we broke it this morning, really glad to work with my colleague here at Just the News, Aaron Kliegman, on this story. It's a great read. Liz Cheney's Hunter Biden problem, colon, husband's firm reps China companies' dictatorial regimes that she calls out 
from her role in Congress. Important story on Just the News. All right, we're going to take that commercial break. When we come back, Harriet Hageman is here. You're right. We're going to have a conversation about whether this is going to affect this revelation we just broke on Just the News is going to affect Liz Cheney's role, political opportunity to win re-election in the great state of Wyoming right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, somebody who is making a huge impact, not just in Wyoming, but all across the country. Everybody is watching Harriet Hageman right now as she takes on Liz Cheney in Wyoming. And uh, we're just so grateful to have her here this morning, the recent winner of a straw poll in Wyoming. She's got momentum. Harriet, welcome to the show. John, it's wonderful to be back with you again. Thank you, and I enjoy visiting with your your audience. We enjoy you as well. Uh, We had a story overnight, uh, something that we've worked on. I've done a lot of the work on Hunter Biden over the last three, four years, and there's a little bit of a Hunter Biden-ish-like problem for Liz Cheney, who uh, is a creature of Washington. Uh, She goes out, delivers the Republicans the tough report on China, saying we got to stand up, stop facilitating China and its communist companies. And then her husband's law firm, well, they're representing those very tight regimes, not only China, but also Kazakhstan and Belarus. I just want to point out to everyone, Kazakhstan and China were two of Hunter Biden's favorite clients. Uh, Your reaction when you see the information that uh, that we surfaced this morning? 
I think my reaction is very similar to the reaction of most people in Wyoming, which is this is exactly the problem with Washington, D.C. As you've stated, she has come out. She she presented the report, the Republican report. She has called China to be a generational threat. And even more importantly than that, she's actually called for divesting from companies with ties to the Chinese military. Yet what do we find out when we dig a little bit deeper and we scratch the surface even just a little tiny bit? We find out that her husband and she are personally and financially benefiting from uh, uh, working for China and Kazakhstan and Belarus and Saudi Arabia and these various things. Uh, her husband has claimed that he's he has not personally represented China right. or these other countries, that's right. and that's fine. But he is a partner. In other words, he's an owner of that law firm, and as a result, he personally benefits from that representation. Uh, he has a choice. He can either uh, work with his firm and, and take the stand that his wife is apparently advocating publicly and say, we're not going to represent companies that num- countries or companies that, number one, have problems with human rights abuses, and number two, who are who are really kind of at a soft war with the United States, or you can go to another law firm. Those are the options. Have some integrity. Yeah, no, there, there's no doubt. And it, it is, you know, we see this time and time again in Washington. Uh, one uh, power couple, one says one thing, the other's doing another thing. And I think that you're exactly right. It's why so many middle Americans are so frustrated with this town and the swamp that it is. Um, you have been really strongly making the case that Liz Cheney's disconnected from Wyoming. And you found an unusual ally this morning. The New York (laughs) Times has a headline out. I'll just read the headline because it says it all. Where's Liz Cheney, the Wyoming Republicans exile from Wyoming Republicans? Apparently, she doesn't show up at Wyoming events anymore. What's going on with that? Well, and she hasn't for quite some time. That's the other thing that people need to understand, that once she was elected in Wyoming, that was kind of she didn't she didn't do a lot more with Wyoming after that. And she came back for the obligatory Lincoln Day dinner or those sorts of things, but then immediately went back to her home in Virginia. And that's the problem with electing someone who comes to your state and acts as though they're a native son or a native daughter, and then as soon as they, they have the support and, and vote a confidence of the people, turn around and do exactly what Liz Cheney has done. She's a creature of Washington, D.C., has a long history in Washington, D.C. She's a part of the aristocracy of Washington, D.C. in Northern Virginia, and Wyoming is suffering the consequence. That article in the New York Times is just stunning in terms of exposing the fact that uh, really that the only thing that she sees about Wyoming is in her rearview mirror. Yeah, it was a really remarkable story and a lot of detail in it, just explaining the uh, the strategy she has, which really is to avoid a lot of the things in Wyoming and try to run a campaign from Washington. Um, there have now been two very big statements in the Republican Party, the Wyoming Republican Party and now the Republican National Committee, both censuring Liz Cheney. Your reaction when you saw the RNC pass that censure resolution over the weekend? I was in part surprised. You know, I, I, I was not really privy to much of what went on with all of that, number one. Right. But number two, I think what we're seeing and what I'm extremely proud about is that Wyoming did start this process a year ago on the censure. And what you're seeing is what we've all argued for for really decades in the party, and that is that the grassroots ought to have a voice in this party and a voice on policy. And this started in Wyoming with the, the, the Wyoming, the counties, and then the state party censoring her. And this has worked its way up where the RNC has censored her. And what they're saying and what they're acknowledging is that the people who she allegedly represents have a voice. 
they have a voice in the National Party. And that's really important. And I know that there are folks like Mitt Romney and some other guy I didn't recognize and, and uh, uh, Lindsey Graham who've come out and they've tutted about the fact that the RNC yeah. censured her. And it's like, you know what? We have the right to censure her. And we have that we as the citizens of Wyoming and we have the right to have the National Party listen to our complaints. We are the Republican Party. We are the ones that turn out the votes. We are the ones that keep our communities running and operating. We have the right to be listened to. And whether Mitt Romney wants to listen to us or not isn't the question. The RNC needed to, and they did. And I'm awfully proud of them for that. Yeah, you see this fissure growing between some of the old guard Republicans, which I, I put Liz Cheney in the old guard, the the, the, the part the decade or two decades before her, uh, Mitch McConnell's in that group, and, and the new generation of leaders who have a certain thing. And I think one of the amazing things to watch is that some people are misinterpreting what some of this censure is. I think there's, well, you can't investigate Don, Donald Trump if you're a Republican. That's really not what this is about. Liz Cheney is actually participating in a process that Republicans have not been allowed to uh, participate in fully, and and it's not actually by the rules of Congress. They're actually breaking the rules of Congress the way January 6th is. Isn't that really the heart of this, which is this isn't a really constituted committee? That's absolutely right. It's illegitimate, but I'm going to take it a step further. Please. Congress makes the law. They don't act as a judiciary. Yeah. What this committee is doing, and when Liz Cheney wants to talk about the Constitution, I kind of look at her with a little bit of skepticism in my eyes, and the reason that I do is this. They pass the laws. It's our judiciary that actually uh, prosecutes. So what this committee is doing, I've been thinking a lot about it and trying to figure out how to frame this. They are acting as the prosecutors. In other words, they're taking the depositions, they're reviewing the documents, they're issuing the subpoenas, they're dragging people before them. And then when someone says, look, I've got a, a, uh, a privilege, I, I'm right. not going to tell you this or I'm not going to tell you that, they, they're ruling on those, those requests like a judge would. They're yeah. saying, yeah, no, we're not going to buy that one. We're going to overrule that objection. And then they're turning around and what are they going to be when they issue their report? They're going to be the jury. So you want to talk about an illegal and unconstitutional body from top to bottom. They're ask, acting as prosecutor, judge, jury, and henchman on this January things. So they, they, if, if this were a properly constituted committee, it would investigate. But they're actually going much further beyond that for one of the first times. I think it may be the first time in U.S. history we have a legislative, a group of legislators with all of the power of Congress actually acting as prosecutors, judges, and juries, and they're persecuting people. And that's what's wrong with this committee. There so is well a said. judiciary. In Washington, D.C., they're prosecuting the people who trespass or, or uh, uh, broke, uh, you know, destroyed property. They're being prosecuted under our Constitution. That is not the role of Congress, and it sure as heck isn't a role of a committee of, of Nancy Pelosi's little pet committee. That's not their role. And if they can't even comply with their own congressional rules, they're illegitimate from top to bottom. But I think it's much more insidious and much more dangerous than that. I think it's absolutely unconstitutional as a violation of the separation of powers. And every person in this country ought to be scared that these kind of committees are going to become the norm. And we all need to worry about that. Yeah, our whole system has always been built on the idea of an adversarial system so that everybody can be advocated and then there can be fairness at the end of the process. And the Democrats have just taken the adversarial defense part out of it. You can't have a defense. It started with impeachments where the president's lawyers couldn't attend the depositions mm -hmm. and do things. And it's become a one-sided kangaroo court. And I think that's the part that Americans are missing. We've got to get them educated.
educated on it. Now, you had a big moment, Harriet, uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, you won the straw poll, and you didn't win it like by a little bit. You won it big in Wyoming, <laughs> uh, a huge win, a lot of momentum. Tell us what it was like to see your state party, your voters say, we prefer Harriet Hageman over Liz Cheney. Well, it, it obviously was exciting, and I'll use the word that I used earlier, which is I am very honored that people are placing their trust and their and their faith in me, uh, and they're doing that because I'm one of them. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm the same as everybody else that's sitting in that room when I'm there with the with the state party, or I'm at a county party event, or I'm at the the, the breakfast place this morning. I'm just one of them. I'm just a regular old Wyomingite. I kind of refer to myself as a blue-collar attorney because I represent those people who put <laughs> like food that. on your table, yeah. gas in your car, and and, uh, and and a roof over your head. We won 59 to 6. The yeah. straw poll was 59 in favor of Harriet Hageman, 6 for Liz Cheney, and one, uh, I think, 2 for one other person and 1 for another person after that. Right. So it was a strong vote of confidence in terms of our campaign and where we're going. Yeah, it's a pretty remarkable moment, and uh, all eyes are on this race. As you step back, one of the things that has become more and more clear is that the Biden administration's policy for America is really anti-energy, at least uh, anti-traditional energy, anti-resource uh, driven. And of course, we have these rich resources in the United States. How is, we're now a year in, 13 months into the Biden experiment, how has the energy policies of the Biden administration, the natural resources policy of the Biden administration negatively impact Wyoming? Well, it negatively impacts us the way, same way it does everywhere else, and that's the rising cost. All of this inflation, inflation is monetary policy, and they have a monetary policy of inflation because of the horrific policies coming out of this administration. Yeah. So when you increase energy costs, you increase the cost of everything. So they're not just opposed to your traditional type of energy. They're actually opposed to the middle class and, and the lower class succeeding. They're acting like third world dictators who want to make sure that they keep the people down so that they can't fight back with these horrific policies. I'll say it. I think that there's a special place in hell for people who believe or who adopt policies to make energy more expensive, uh, to make it more expensive to heat your home and cool your home in the summertime. It's just flat wrong. And uh, coal is over $30 a barrel. Uh, oil is over $90 a barrel. That is affecting every single person across the United States, and it's affecting Wyoming exactly the same way. Some of our producers are making more money because of this at the same time. We all know, they know, everybody knows, but they keep trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. Their their idea of going with what they refer to as renewables, the the windmills or the solar, that isn't feasible. You'd have to cover this entire country with batteries to yeah. make that work 24-7, 365. They know it, we know it, but it is a matter of the payouts. It's the, the green energy deals. It's the grants. All of this is just graft, and it is corrupt, and it is a way to, to line the pockets of the right people. But all of the regular citizens of this country, the middle class and, and the poorest among us, are the ones that suffer the most. And I find it to be sick. I find it to be wrong. And it's another reason why I'm so angry at Liz Cheney, because instead of fighting that battle, she stated in, the, in one of the articles this week that I she spends that. all of her time. She spends all of her time on this January 6th committee. Yeah. She's yep. not doing her job. Yeah, and and not on the Natural Resources Committee, right? As we as you mentioned last time, you were this. You made a big, very important point of this. Uh, she'd rather be on Armed Services and Natural Resources, even though natural resources are so important. 
to the great state of Wyoming. You know, when people have this conversation about natural resources, there's this fake argument that if you're a Republican, you must therefore be against the environment because you support all forms no. of energy. Actually, Wyoming, one of the most Republican states in the country, is also one of the most beautiful and environmentally protected. How do Republicans, which have, are the party of Teddy Roosevelt, which gave us the national park system, Ronald Reagan, that solved the ozone problem in America, how do Republicans reclaim the environmental debate from the radical climate change folks? Well, we have to be a lot more honest, and we actually have to call them out on the radical climate change policies that they're pursuing, because this is the way that I would say it. It's only in prosperous countries that you have the wherewithal to protect your environment. You destroy your economy, you destroy your environment. Go to a third world country and tell me how it looks over there. Tell me how they do in terms of air quality. Tell me how they do in terms of water quality. Tell me how they do in terms of maintaining their, you know, uh, making sure that they're cleaning up their, their abandoned mines and their mine tailings and things like that. It is only a prosperous country that has the luxury of protecting our environment. And unfortunately, in the United States, we've always had that. And so when you do, you, when you adopt policies that, that do this with inflation and increase these prices and, and, and things, what you're doing is ultimately you are reducing your ability to actually protect the environment. The other thing is, is, is these windmills. Do you know why our windmills in Wyoming don't freeze up like they did in Texas a year ago? Oh, no, why? In Wyoming, because they use oil to keep them warm. There you go. To heat them. So those are the kinds of things that a lot of people don't understand and don't know. This stuff is a shell game. And this is to line the pockets, again, of organizations that have made millions of dollars off the federal government fighting against the best interests of the citizens of this country. Coal is not an energy of the past. Coal is an energy of the future. It is abundant. It is affordable. It is clean. It is the very best way that you, that you, that you maintain, again, to use the word prosperity in our country and around the world. If we want to make sure that we've got clean air, we should be shipping Wyoming coal to China and Japan and the Middle East. That's how you protect that's that's how you 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 protect and and address clean air Um, you don't let them use their coal which is is higher in sulfur and that sort of thing Uh, we have abundant natural resources Wyoming is the Saudi Arabia of the United States we make everybody's lives better we make everybody's lives better and I'm proud of that and I'm really horrified by an administration that wants to destroy our ability to do that at the expense of every single person in this country yeah, no, it's such an important thing. And there is a lot of models and lessons of what Wyoming is doing to keep the environment beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful states in the world by actually one of the most beautiful places in the world. Forget America. It's, it's beautiful compared to anywhere in the world. It's so amazing. I, I want to step back for a second and look at Liz Cheney in the context of the pandemic, because she has at times been supportive of uh, Anthony Fauci. We're learning a lot now that the way we approached this pandemic two years ago may not have been the right way. We've done a lot of herking and jerking. Uh, Do you think Liz Cheney was too willing to go along with convention in Washington? And how would you go about fixing the public health sector's inability to deal with this pandemic? And the answer to your first question is yes, and the reason is is because people who were raised there and people who are embedded in D.C., they actually don't see government as being the problem. They see it as the solution. So the moment that Anthony Fauci stood up and started talking about his things, I'll tell you what, I was throwing shoes at the TV because <laughs> I, recognized where he, I recognized where he was headed. Yeah. And the last thing, when, whenever a government official or a government bureaucrat who's made the kind of money that he has, and by the way, his wife is the head of ethics for all of that department, yeah. 
Uh, we all ought to be looking into that a little bit closer because I think this man is terribly unethical and I think what he's done is going to be exposed at some time and we're going to find some really horrific stuff coming out of his office. Well, just what he's done with dogs and animals sure. is sick enough. But in addition to that, she's too willing to allow the bureaucrats to control the narrative and to control our lives, and I'm not. I just say that that's not what America is. Freedom and liberty are too important to to allow a bureaucrat who's never actually had to suffer the consequences of his decisions uh, to be put in charge. He shouldn't have been put in charge. We should have gotten rid of him a long time ago. And her continued support for him really was quite shocking to me because we know that he's failed. He's failed our kids. He's failed our hospitals. He's failed our states. He's failed our business. This is, this is a man, again, who makes hundreds of millions of dollars in salary. God knows how much money he's made in terms of patents and things like that to sit back and say, you know what, I just don't think I'm going to let you go to work today. I just don't think that that small business you own is important enough for me to say it's okay and safe enough for you to do it. You don't ever put somebody who's a public health official in charge of your country. They know nothing about economics. They know nothing about small businesses. They know nothing about how this country runs. They look at a very little tiny corner of the table and say, you know what, I think I'm going to go destroy everything today. And that's what he did. And the fact that Liz Cheney supports him is reprehensible. Yeah, and I've said very, I think called him one of the best public servants in history, if I remember correctly. And uh, Oh, my goodness gracious. I think history. I did a lot of reporting on Fauci 20 years ago with experiments he did back then. And uh, the, all the warning signs of what we en- endured in the pandemic were there then. Um, I want to go to one last component of the uh, primary. There's a lot of talk. First off. Uh, Liz Cheney's raised a lot more money than you, but a lot of it comes from outside of Wyoming, a very important dynamic. Secondly, there is now talk in the media and even among some political folks that Democrats are going to try to cross over and help her win. What does it say if Liz Cheney has to win the Republican primary by getting Democratic voters to come in? Well, a couple of things. Yes, she has outraised me between. So she's been raising money, keep in mind, since 2013 because yep. she's been in politics that long. Right. I started in September. She's at seven million dollars. I'm right now uh, over over one million dollars, about one point two million dollars. So at, as of the end of last year, she had outraised me seven to one uh, nationally. And I outraised her seven to one in Wyoming. And I think that that speaks volumes because those people in Virginia and New York and California, they don't get to vote in our primary. So they may send her money because they recognize how she's useful for the Democrats right Right. now and for their agenda, but they're not coming to my state to vote. My people are the ones that are going to be at the bull sale today where I'm going to go and and visit with our ranchers and farmers here and and talk to them about their interests. So the money issue is important, and and I I do I, I need money to be able to fight against her. And Hegeman for Wyoming dot com, Hegeman for Wyoming dot com is my website. People can go and help, and we need money to beat her. As far as the crossover voting, it's kind of baked in the cake. If this is a head to head between Liz Cheney and I, which I believe that it pretty much will, yep. I can beat her. The Democrats, there are not enough Democrats in this state to switch over in our primary to vote for her. I absolutely believe she's going to be courting the Democrats. It's the only constituency she really has left, the very liberal Republicans and the Democrats, and that's her coalition. My coalition is the everyday average uh, 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 person here in Wyoming, um, and they are tired. They're sick and tired of Liz Cheney. They're sick and tired of what's gone on in Washington, D.C. They want to change. They want to send somebody back there who's a fighter and who's going to fight for our values, our Constitution, and what this country stands for. And uh, I, they're done with Liz Cheney. So she's going to raise money. And again, I need money, but um, she can't buy this race. Yeah, that's one of the things that's true about Wyoming. The decisions are made 
by the people and in the interest of Wyoming. And I think that's what this debate's going to come down to. Final piece of news. I saw some news over the weekend from my good friend, Matt Schlapp. You're on the stage at CPAC in Florida just a couple of weeks, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm very excited to be there. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to be talking about some important mining issues. Yeah, absolutely. Well, an important venue, and we'll all be watching to see what you say there. Harriet, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and for giving getting us up to speed on this remarkable race that we're all going to be watching. August is going to be here quicker than we think, so I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Good to talk to you. You too. Bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, up next, my conversation in the last 24 hours with Mark Meadows on the brand new TV show that Amanda Head and I have on Real America's Voice. Just the news, not noise. Every night, 6 p.m. on Real America's Voice. Mark Meadows, he had a lot of things to say about this very story that we just talked to Harriet about, about Liz Cheney, about China, about her husband, about Latham Watkins. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Mark Meadows. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Right now, we're going to turn to a great interview, an opportunity we had last night to talk to Mark Meadows, former Trump 
White House Chief of Staff, former member of Congress, former head of the Freedom Caucus, one of the most important conservative voices in Congress. We talked to him about this Liz Cheney revelation we were breaking. Listen to what he had. He said last night on Amanda Heads and my TV show on Real America's Voice last night. Fun stuff. Mark, I imagine you have some thoughts about what John just revealed. Well, I mean, obviously, when you look at at one uh, particular bit of rhetoric coming out of Capitol Hill and then another uh, financial contribution going to a bank account, uh, it it, it is typically what the American people hate about Washington, D.C. And uh, Liz Cheney uh, will have a lot of explaining to do to the Wyoming voters, not just for uh, the role that you mentioned, Amanda, in terms of uh, the January 6th committee. But certainly, as she condemns China, if, if uh, you know, her family is, is benefiting from those financial resources, listen, I'm all in favor of making sure that there is no really advocacy for China uh, in Washington, D.C. They're already a superpower. Uh, they are, are not our friend, and, uh, and we need to hold them accountable. But it's the kind of uh, t- say one thing do another uh, kind of talk that Americans hate uh, in Washington, D.C. And there's no doubt about it. It has a lot of the same mirrors of of what we saw in the Biden uh, family scandal. Uh, You were in Congress. You saw China's lobby working day in and day out. We had Peter Schweitzer on the show yesterday. He talked about how uh, China uses elites, reaches out to the husbands, wives, children of powerful people, gets them to be influencers to make the case in China. Did you see that as you were walking the halls of Congress? How did it look like as a member of Congress? Well, I I did. I mean, I I can tell you there were a number of times where uh, I took probably a more aggressive approach at standing up against China and some of their influences. Uh, I know there were a couple of times where Senator Ted Cruz and I were working on legislation that we got major pushback and we got it from places that we wouldn't expect. Uh, And and so uh, the lobbying world is certainly uh, not uh, immune to to uh, carrying the water for a lot of the Chinese government and uh, and they've when, when you look at our economy, everybody has uh, a pro-China stance when it comes to Wall Street and other places. Uh, but I can tell you, it does not bode well long term for America. And that's why uh, in the halls of Congress, we have to we have to push back about that. Whether it's Liz Cheney or anybody else, we need to push back against this Chinese influence. And, and we saw it not just in the halls of Congress, but you see it in every administration where a lot of the Chinese Chinese outreach goes to people of influence and specifically, as you mentioned, John, uh, to spouses or family members of, of people that are well connected, whether it's Hunter Biden or in this uh, breaking news, if uh, if indeed the, the story is is uh, as bombshell as it appears to be, uh, where you have a sitting member of Congress uh, benefiting financially. Yeah, and I, I think it's fine to have business dealings abroad. Practically every major corporation in America has some type of footprint abroad. But this, to me, goes beyond this. Uh, this this goes further to aiding and abetting a foreign adversary, especially when you consider that this uh, this deals with their military's AI development. 
Well, you're exactly right. So it's the AI development. It's anything to do with the Defense Department. We have uh, the the Barry Amendment. We have a number of different anti-China laws on the books that uh, actually address things that are not nearly as sensitive as artificial intelligence and how it may or may not uh, be uh, helping uh, the, the Chinese military apparatus. And so when you look at that, uh, we, you know, there, there was a, the supersonic kind of uh, uh, revelation that happened here in the last few months. If that does not send alarm bells uh, across the halls of Congress and the Pentagon, then I don't know what will. And so uh, we need to be serious about this. We can't be caught sleeping. And, uh, and certainly uh, Liz Cheney should be condemning this, not just with political rhetoric, but with, with actions that are, are louder than that. That's it. Action and words often divide in Washington. Uh, I want to get your reaction to something that happened over the weekend. The Republican National Committee uh, voted to formally censure Adam Kingsinger and Liz Cheney. Uh, Today, there's some static coming out of the Senate, right from uh, the Senate Minority Leader himself, Mitch McConnell. Your thoughts on just what has happened inside the Republican Party. It looks like a little bit of nascent warfare between two wings of the party. What do you think? Well, listen, it's not a surprise to you or Amanda, you know, when you look at Washington, D.C., there's a whole lot of people that wish that Donald Trump was never president. Uh, they wished that on in 2016. They wished it and uh, made their voices clear in 2020, and they continue to do that. Uh, this particular action by the RNC was appropriate. It's certainly uh, when you look at, at the actions, and I'm not just talking about having a difference of opinions. I've had a number of different opinions with with party members uh, of of my own party uh, when I served in Congress. I'm not suggesting that this is all about thought control, but what this is, is really when you look at the partisan nature of what has transpired, the weaponizing of, uh, of a committee that that candidly is not about making our capital more secure or actually getting to the facts because they've, they, uh, the speaker has a- appointed these individuals and yet the speaker is off limits and, uh, and the speaker was a-, a critical component of what happened or at least should answer questions uh, as it relates to that. So uh, the RNC taking a bold move, I- I'm not surprised that you would get the pushback. They're trying to throw everything in one bucket, John, but here's what we do know is uh, they could have taken a lot more severe action. A censure is certainly uh, something that should have happened. But the ultimate vo- voice, uh, and I think uh, uh, Chairwoman Elise Stefanik said this, the ultimate will be the people of Wyoming and what they say, uh, because uh, it'll be the people of Wyoming that will pass the final verdict on what Liz Cheney should or should not be doing. I'm so glad you brought up the people of Wyoming. The big breaking news story last week was that Liz Cheney was out raising her primary opponent by bukus of money. But the buried lead there is that she's raising money from Democrats. What do you foresee for that primary leading into midterms? Well, that doesn't surprise me at all, Amanda. You know, what, what we have in Wyoming is they have an, an open process where actually Democrats will will uh, be able to vote in a Republican uh, uh, race or for a re- Republican uh, in the primary. Uh, and, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see unaffiliated voters and Democrats come across. Uh, obviously, the money is flowing in, uh, but but the people of Wyoming will not be fooled. I, I, I can tell you, they don't, they don't want to 
be told by me. They don't want to be told by people from California or anybody else how to vote. But the other is they recognize the real deal. And the fact of the matter is, is there's been rumors for a long time that Liz Cheney, Cheney spends more time in Washington, D.C. than she does in Jackson or or Cody or anywhere else in Wyoming. And uh, and, and that will will ultimately be the, her downfall. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. I can't thank you enough for the time today. We always enjoy talking with you. We always learn a lot, and uh, we hope to get you back on soon. Great to be back with you both. Take care. God bless. You as well. All right, folks. A big thanks to Mark Meadows for coming on the TV show last night. Really important things he said, very prescient things he said. And we're not done. We're going to steal a little bit of more content from the TV show when we come back from the commercial break. Congressman Greg Stubbe, we've had him on this podcast many times before. He's from the great state of Florida. We're going to ask him about Liz Cheney, whether the Republicans are fed up with her, whether this new revelation is important to him. And we'll also talk about all the border things that we've been talking about the last couple of days on the show. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Greg Stubbe. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Up next is an interview we did last night with Congressman Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida, a cogent voice on law and order on the border. And I think he has some strong thoughts on Liz Cheney and the disconnect between she and the Republican Party right now. We asked them about this story that we broke. We asked them about the censure resolution that the RNC passed over the weekend. It's a great interview. Listen up. Congressman Stevie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. What's your immediate reaction after hearing the news that Liz Cheney's husband is doing business deals with the Chinese Communist Party? Well, I guess Joe Biden and Hunter Biden aren't the only uh, politicians in the swamp that are doing deals with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, And it's exactly what Americans are sick and tired of hearing this type of thing in our elected officials. So if all of these reports are true and if I mean, she was on the China task force at the time where some of these things were going on, if she was relaying information and that she was gaining by being on that task force to her husband, even if her husband wasn't the attorney working on that case representing that client, but was partners with somebody and relaying that information to those partners, uh, that's deeply concerning, not only from an ethical standpoint, but from an American security standpoint. The Chinese Communist Party are not our allies. They are our enemy. Before uh, John Ratcliffe left 
as the head of our intelligence agency under the Trump administration, uh, he said our number one enemy was the Chinese Communist Party. So if you have one of, at the time, the third ranking highest member of the House Republican Caucus, who's gaining information that, that, that because of her position and giving that information to her husband, whose firm is lobbying for our enemies, uh, that's deeply concerning. That's exactly the type of thing that everyday Americans are sick and tired of what's going on in the swamp, which is why so many Americans loved what President Trump did, love the American first agenda, because they want us to come up here and fight for America. They don't want us to be compromised and doing deals and helping out the Chinese Communist Party or any of our enemies. Yeah, so true. I'm old enough to remember when uh, most favored nation status was still here in America, had that opportunity every year to vote on whether we we're going to do business with China. That got removed in the 1990s. And then there was a lot of talk that China was going to be our great partner. We entered 2022 with books like what Peter Schweitzer just wrote that shows how much China has made gains against us using our own Americans and our own tactics, our own business, our own money against us. Do you think a growing number of people in Congress are aware of this now? And are there are there ways that Congress might push back after 25 years of sort of a laissez-faire relationship with China? Yeah, there's a ton of things that this Republican conference intends to do when we take the majority back. Um, we've seen it in Florida. We've had Moffitt Cancer Center and other research institutions where their higher level execs were actually giving uh, research information to the Chinese Communist Party. This isn't just a Washington problem. This is a higher corporate level business problem. Uh, we need to ensure that the safety and security of the American people is utmost and number one on the agenda when we get back and take the House back. So that you're going to see a litany of bill. Uh, litany of bills as it relates to uh, Chinese aggression that this Republican conference will stand firm on, standing against our enemies and for America first principles. All right. While we're on the topic of Chinese Politburo, for lack of better terms, and Liz Cheney, she was just recently censured by the GOP. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I didn't support when we when, you know, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy stood out for her the first time that there was a vote to, to remove her, uh, didn't think that we should separate the, the team. And then then she went out and went out against the president, went out against Trump, said all of these things that obviously weren't reflective of the conference as the conference chair, who's somebody that's supposed to be reflecting the values of the conference as a whole. Uh, so finally, the conference decided to remove her from that position. Uh, I, I, I quite frankly don't see how she's going to win a primary in a very, very red state. That is Wyoming. I think Trump won Wyoming by like 75 or 80 percent. Uh, so she's going to have a really tough election ahead. And I read something just today that Democrats are giving to Liz Cheney's campaign. So that tells you everything that you need to know. <laughs> well, she's been helping him right up. They should pay her back. How about that? Um, <laughs> I, I want to flip to another subject that you've been such a cogent voice on, illegal immigration and the fact that every state's a border state the way the open border and then the move of illegal migrants into the interior of the country has gone. We had a story this morning, a couple dozen cases of heinous crimes committed by illegal aliens after they were trafficked into the center of the country. You've had some dramatic ones in Florida. What is the state of that situation? And what are states like Florida doing to overcome what the Biden administration has set in motion? Yeah, we, we have an invasion on our southern border. More than 1.7 million people have come across our border illegally just in the time that Joe Biden has been the president. He's sending troops to protect the Ukrainian border against Russian aggression, all while leaving our border completely defenseless and actually welcoming people in in direct 
and clear violation of federal law. And that's another thing when Republicans get the majority back in the Judiciary Committee that I sit, um, we're going to do investigations on all this because if you're there intentionally and they are willfully and intentionally violating federal law, there should be repercussions for this administration for making those type of decisions. It's absolutely not American. It's absolutely not the way that we should be protecting our citizens. And you're seeing it in these crimes and these rapes and these murders. Record amount of Americans are right now dying from fentanyl overdoses. You know where the fentanyl is coming from? It's coming from the southern border, all because of the policies that this administration has put in place that's actually killing Americans every single day. But, 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 but Joe Biden has deported more illegal immigrants on average per month than Donald Trump. That's a real headline, actually. They just leave out the subheading that it's because more people are pouring across the border. It's, it's devastating what's happening on our southern border. How, what, is there anything we as Republicans can do, uh, obviously preceding midterms, uh, to, to stop this? Well, I'm glad to see Republican governors like uh, Governor DeSantis standing up and, and pushing back on the federal government. Look, we have sovereign states under our Constitution and Republic form of government, and more governors need to start standing up to the federal government and say, you're not going to bring uh, illegal immigrants into my state. And if you are, we're going to send them back to you. And we're going to send, like Governor DeSantis did, National Guard members from Florida to the Texas border to help Texas. More and more Republican-led states need to stand up to the federal bureaucracy and the Biden administration for willfully and intentionally violating federal law. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Some of your colleagues, Ted Cruz among them, has suggested that not enforcing the border laws like Joe Biden is, is an impeachable offense. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, do you think there's uh, support growing for impeachment over the border issue? We've got about 30 seconds. And I think that's the strongest uh, position that we have for impeachment. This administration and Joe Biden specifically, along with Kamala Harris, are willfully and intentionally violating federal law in clear contribution to Congress's laws that we set in place to protect the sovereignty of this country. It's going to be a fascinating 2023 if Republicans uh, win the uh, conference back. Uh, sir, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the day right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So grateful that you could join us and really looking forward to more big news on this show. We've got a lot of great guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to keep talking about stories we're breaking and news that we're having and investigations that we're doing and just having a conversation with people in the know. Our goal is 
not to indoctrinate you, simply to inform you, to give you the documents. When we broke this Liz Cheney story, all the documents, all the research, the Farrah forms, the uh, prior statements, the report releases from Liz Cheney, they're all in the story. They're embedded. And if you click on the dig in tool in the story, you don't have to take our word for anything. You can go and look at it yourself and make up your own mind, something that we're very, very, very proud of. All right, folks, we're going to head out for the night. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful that you could join us. Before you go, you know, I am a seafood lover. I can't hide it. I talk about it often on here. Steaks and seafood, I could live on that all day long. I got to throw some vegetables in because my doctor gets mad at me. But yeah, the vegetables, just give me a great salmon. Give me some prawns that are steamed and i am a happy man and i'll eat all the vegetables that have to go with it but how do i do that well the best way for me to get my seafood is from my good friends at wild alaskan let me tell you about what they've got planned for us this month they have set up an incredible offer for john solomon reports listeners for just the news fans you can get 15 dollars off your first box of their incredible sustainably caught fresh Alaska seafood. Uh, how do you do that? Well, you go to wildalaskancompany.com slash justnews. wildalaskancompany.com slash justnews that automatically directs you to the offer for $15 off your first box. All right, so guys, so think about this. Valentine's Day is coming up. Now you can take your wife out to a restaurant or your girlfriend out to a restaurant, but I got an idea. Why don't you show a little extra effort and say, I'm going to create a restaurant quality dinner at home tonight. I'm going to cook for you, go out of the way and do something grill for you. I think this could really work, right? So go to waddleaskingcompany.com slash just news, get the best salmon, the best halibut, whatever you want, get that. Get it home, get some vegetables, throw it in there, get some chocolates and a bottle of wine, and take your wife, your date, your loved one, and cook them dinner. Because I'm telling you what, the Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is as good as any of your five-star seafood restaurants. Put it on the grill, put your own special recipe. You're gonna have a great dinner. It's gonna take like the restaurant, but you know what? You're gonna get the added benefit of saying, I took the extra effort to cook for you. I made something for you. What a romantic way to celebrate Valentine's Day. That's what I'm going to do. My wife's coming back from Florida. I can't wait to see her. I miss my son, Josh. We're going to have a Valentine's dinner at home. My favorite seafood from Wild Alaskan Company. I'm cooking. I'm on the grill. I'm trying to figure out how to operate (laughs) the new air fryer because I want to do something unique with vegetables. But we're going to have an amazing seafood dinner on Valentine's Eve. Yeah, I could take her out to the restaurant, but you know what? Being at home and giving the extra effort is the way to go. I think I'm going to send a special message to her. And I couldn't do it without my friends at wildalaskancompany.com slash just news. Remember that URL? The folks at Wild Alaskan Company, I got my $15 off my box. You should too. Check them out. Have a great Valentine's Day. You got a few days left to get the romance lined up. Go for it. I think a romantic seafood dinner will score you lots of points. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where we try to deliver you facts and information, not indoctrination and opinion. All right, folks, have a good night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.